Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Flashes, champions of the Mid-American Conference. Little trick play and a throw to Baker Mayfield to tie the game. Period grab by Leonard. Throw to first. Unbelievable. Chubb will take this all the way. 92 yards. And the Ohio State Buckeyes are the first national champions of the playoff era. The Indians have won the American League pennant. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. I accepted it. Gladiator. And we are live! Welcome back to Pass the Mic with Fitz and Enzo. I'm Sean Fitzgerald alongside Enzo Orlando. How you doing today, Sean? I'm doing alright. It's been a long week. I thought it was going to be a horrible week to start out with, but it ended up being a pretty good week. And I also got a JMC scholarship, so that always oh, helps. That is always good. That is always good to hear. Uh, that is, yeah. What about yourself? Uh, myself, you know, I'm just happy. It's already March. Uh, like I mentioned on our uh, past my it's Twitter, March. it's March, so we have uh, March Madness basketball begins in uh, two weeks. That's good. Uh, then we also have um, uh, we got opening day in three weeks, and then in five weeks we have the Masters. So I'm only going to be interested if Tiger wins it again. To be honest, I, I'm going to be interested no matter what. It's such a great time, great moment. So it means. All this means is warmer weather's coming soon, the nice air, so get out. Don't the golf jinx course. us, buddy. Yeah, I'm not j- oh, wait, it's Ohio. You never know what's going to really happen. I have a feeling opening day is going to be 35 degrees with with snow. Well, if it's 60 with all sun. I mean, as you if you look at like the previous opening day weather, it hasn't been looking good. It, you, it, here's the weird thing. If we have like opening day ever on like a weekday, it, the weekend's usually all nice, but then the weekday it's just crap weather. I guess that's what just happens, you know, like we schedule them at dumb times. And, you know, we mentioned on our show last week about how much we hate, the, you know, baseball scheduling for opening day and having two cold weather cities go up against each other like it is this year for the it Tribe as we take on the Tigers uh, in three weeks. So I am the Tiger. Da, da, da. Don't I can't help myself Detroit right there. Tigers. I used to not like the Detroit Tigers when they used to kill but us. But at least we Herrera. are not Detroit, right? Uh, that is true. We are not Detroit. I'm not. I'm I mean, right. we're we're just not Detroit. We're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. I mean, you know, they're not doing good with any of their sports teams, actually. The Red Wings aren't doing good at all? No, the Red Wings have been bad the past couple of years. Ah, and okay. ever since they moved out of like Joe Lewis Arena, they haven't been good. And apparently, the Pistons share the arena with the Red Wings, so maybe that's the problem. The Tigers haven't been good. The Lions will be the Lions. <laughs> Put it that way. But Sean, uh, you want to just get into our programming notes uh, briefly? Oh yeah, let's do that. Uh, first and foremost, if you haven't followed us already on Twitter, follow us at Fits on Sports BSR at Johnny Enzo Two. And at pass underscore the underscore Mike with the final underscore. Also, keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at Pass the Mike Sports Talk. Shows with the show, the polls that we put out, discussion, and more. We've got our poll up for today. Yes, we do. We want to cover that real quick. 
uh, gift card for the tournament that we're going to put on for March Madness. Our bracket Challenge tournament. Yeah. We do, it do you want Raising Canes, Chipotle, DQ, or Duncan? Let us know. Vote. It's up on Twitter right now on Pass the Mike's Twitter. It's up, and it'll be up for the whole week, actually. So next Friday will be the last time to vote. And if you want to call in and be on air during the show to get your take taken, 330-672-7701 on the Orlando Baking Hotline, Orlando Baking Company, finest breads and rolls since 1872. Visit com for more info. And just as a courtesy reminder, you cannot curse or swear on air when you call in. You'll be immediately dumped off the phone line per policy. Also, please try to only call in once per show unless something big happens, a.k.a. Francisco Lindor extension in this case. But with that said, I think it's about time to jump into the KSU sports action. Uh, I definitely think it is. Uh, Kent State men's basketball uh, had a big win on Tuesday night uh, against Bowling Green. Uh, It was a good game to watch and call with... uh, Alex Wilcox and Dylan Bowers, great time. Uh, wasn't really expecting Kent to come out in that one since I know Bowling Green has been so good late in the season. And this time they were able to get the Bowling Green and able to put up the win. Uh, Antonio Williams just having a heck of a season to end it off. And going into tonight's game against Akron, it's going to be close or maybe it won't. I don't really know which one it will be. Because whenever we play at Akron, we start out good in the first half, and then we just play terrible in the second half. So it might be like that how it was last year. Or maybe it'll be like how it was the last time these two teams met back in January. It was just so close, nail-biter game pretty much the whole way through. And you really never know when it comes to these two teams in the MAC. I mean, you're not wrong there. I mean, Bowling Green, definitely a good team. Kent State, we need to just win and just advance it's do or die time for them and they're not like how buffalo was last year where if buffalo had even lost in the NAC tournament they could have likely garnered at least an at-large bid but i mean kent state is not in that position so they have to win out i mean they pretty much do i mean it feels like after that bowling green win i feel like comfortable with where we are because more than likely we're gonna have a game monday not really sure who we're gonna face i heard is either there my, any way either my Ty- either miami or western michigan is who will more than likely face off at home it will be home for will sure. there be any way for a tiebreaker to take place for us to get fourth i don't know how that will work really they it's got to see whatever the committee wants to do in the mid-american conference well, I'm just because right base... now we're f- we're sixth or fifth. Yeah, because I'm trying to look up the standings as we speak. Because I believe we were like fourth in the division. We're I think fourth it is. in our division. It's weird because but... it's unlike the Big Ten; they they have divisions, and it's like it's bugging me because it's like I don't, especially when you go on the app or on uh, ESPN online, it's like they're separated. So it's like, can I know like what like the whole overall conference is? Because right now they're. Nine and eight overall, they're behind Buffalo. Yet, uh, so look at them. yet if Ball State were to lose, they'd be the same record as Ball State, and I believe they, if I'm not mistaken, they may have won against Ball State and lost another game against them. I'm I not don't, for sure. I don't think we play Ball State twice since they're not division. You play your division teams twice and your non-division teams only once. I think there's at least one team that we played twice. I know we, we lost to Ball State 62 to 54. Yeah, I wasn't back sure if in we the played them. Of the month. I'm not sure if we played them one other time. Uh <clears throat> let me look. I believe we didn't know. 
No, we didn't because I... Okay, so there's no chance for a tiebreaker to come No to chance, really. So the best we could finish maybe is fifth, fifth. if Buffalo falls. Maybe. And Buffalo plays Bowling Green tonight at Bowling Green. Yeah, it's like it'd be easier if you'd swept the season series, but it's like right now, eh, I don't Begins know. Your rival, I don't oh know. my goodness, Steph Curry! All right, we'll get into Curry you, later. Those of you who aren't, uh, you know, able to see in the studio, of course, we've got Sports Center on, and uh, Steph Curry returned last night. But more on that later. Yeah, we'll get into that later. We always leave uh, Sports Center some sports thing going on. Last week we had the combine on. Yeah, week before that was what Fox Sports. I think. I think it was just Fox Sports or just whatever. I mean, I know during uh, in two weeks when the tournament's going on, we'll definitely have a, one of those games running. I know the first one's usually like around 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. It'll be like TNT, T- TV, Or True TV. True TV usually. True TV is so hard to find on Kent Cable. Uh, you could just look up the channel guide. It's I usually do, the and 40s. then it's like, and then like one, like my first year, it took me like an hour to find it because it wasn't in there. Until I found it as another channel that I was masquerading as. <laughs> uh, maybe True TV was something else before. I mean, the only time I watch True TV is, like, maybe Practical Jokers. But I, I, I'm not really, like, into it. Like, I know people that are very into that show. I am. I just kind of watch it. Maybe find some things funny, find some things stupid. You really never know at that show. <laughs> yeah. You ever watched it? Yeah. I, I don't think I have in a while, but I... I'm just trying to remember what it would look like. <laughs> it's like just four guys just doing random things or just going up to people and asking just completely dumb questions. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kent State, you know, we're going to be covering the MAC tournament, by the way. Uh, so if you are wanting to listen in, especially on any games we broadcast, whether it be Kent State or any of the other ones that we do, keep it locked in on Black Store Radio. We will be tweeting out from our individual Twitters the link to Spreaker, where we broadcast most of our live-streamed games over. So keep an eye out on, especially my Twitter. I know I'll tweet out the link, whether I'm broadcasting that game or not, at Fitz on Sports BSR on Thursday if we get to the tournament. And even if Kent State doesn't get mm. there, we'll still be broadcasting some of those games. Yeah, we still be broadcasting games. As I look, it feels like Kent will get to Cleveland, but it might end up how it did last year I mean, when we got out. Let's Thursday. hope that we get to Friday at least. I- Maybe we'll get the Friday. Like, it's just, like, a lot of these teams in the MAC we can beat. It's just, like, it's not like how Buffalo was last year. Yeah. Yeah, we just, the one team I'm scared about going up against is Miami because they shouldn't mm, be that strong. Dude, Miami, we, I, I watched they, Ken, I watched Ken play Miami. Didn't they us a few weeks ago? They, they put, I was at that game, and they actually, you know, the second half, Miami had nothing, and Kent literally dominated going to, through the end. And we didn't, they, start out. didn't Miami beat us, though, pretty big during an earlier season? They beat season. us earlier in the season at Miami. Yeah, that makes more sense. And that was when we <sighs> were going through that phase where we were losing the teams that we shouldn't have lost to. But with that said, I think we have enough time before we have our guest on. Yep, a special guest. Uh, we forgot to mention the women's basketball. They win the MAC East division, so they oh. have they have a straight they have a straight buy rate to Cleveland. That is terrific! Congrats! Woo! So the women's have a chance to uh, you know make it far in the MAC tournament and also maybe go to the NCAA tournament too. Yeah. The thing about the women's NCAA tournament is that you kind of know what's going to happen, mainly because of the dominance of the top, like, two, one through three seeds, and then also just, I don't know. It's just like 
you usually know what's going to happen. It just feels like that, at least to me. But, hey, if they get in, that's going to be fantastic. All right, and with that, we're going to move on to our Cleveland sports segment. really great. And I, I know, Sean, you're not going to really like this news that came out this past week. Uh, Joe Schobert not expected to re-sign with the Cleveland Browns in free agency. Boo! Boo! No! I've been, I was not happy about this. And for those of you who don't know why I'm not happy, I'm a little bit biased here. Joe Schobert was my first professional athlete interview. And it was a fun one, too. We had Miles Garrett pop in during the middle of it. And Joe is just, like, one of those, like, nice guys who just works hard. And I I was not pleased by any stretch of the imagination by this news coming out that he would most likely not resign, barring a last minute something happening. Uh, He, I mean, he's going to get paid, but it's just, the Browns are going to have enough cap space. And listen here. If the new CBA passes, there is a projected cap spike where you could reach up to where the cap could go up quite a bit. And his deal right now would be astronomically marginal compared to other deals of the future. Like if a a quarterback like Kirk Cousins finally gets like a percentage of his salary tied to the salary cap. So this is why it just bites for me i'm i'm not thrilled about it but uh, i wish joe the best of success we will still play the joe Schobert id no matter maybe, what maybe for this semester i think next for sem- the next, show ne- we are not next letting semest- that go next semester we he is find still- another browns player or another cleveland player in general well it took a lot to be able to get that we'll have to see or we can do some like audio techniques to just make it sound like no, 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 Rather than keeping it on air. But moving on. Moving on. All right. Tribe. We got some spring training notes. Uh, most importantly for right now, uh, Oscar Mercado, center fielder, he left the game uh, the other day with a wrist sprain after making a diving catch. And now he's headed for an MRI with an update expected uh, Saturday. Here's a story from MLBTR, who is a great source for news. Uh, as we said, diving a catch during a Cactus League game. And, you know, he came up in immediate pain, but he's going to be evaluated by hand specialist Dr. Thomas Graham, and update will be tomorrow. He broke out last year, and he was someone that I was pounding the table for last year to make the opening day roster after, uh, what was it, July 2018 trade with the Cardinals to bring him over in a rare minor leaguer swap. He had 15 home runs, 25 doubles, 3 triples, and 15 steals, batting 269 with a 318 OBP and 443 slugging percentage. I mean, he's he was really good, and he's someone who I'm hoping they extend this uh, spring along with Mike Clevenger and Shane Bieber, among others. But losing Mercado for any portion of the regular season is going to hurt because your big, big, quote-unquote, uh, trade acquisition in Emmanuel Classe from the Corey Kluber trade is out for 8 to 12 weeks uh, from, uh, uh, yeah, 
not looking good with all the injuries, especially when you don't go out and spend a little bit. It, it's like every time we have our show, there's an, an, a report on someone getting hurt. Past couple times, it's been pitchers. Now, uh, today, today we have an outfielder, uh, Mercado, but I, I don't really... I don't know if he'll be on the opening day roster, but I, I think, think he'll he will come. be. It's eh, minor I don't, enough. I don't know if a wrist sprain is not going to be too difficult. Not too to... sure if he'll play. I think a wrist sprain will be enough to be able to get there. I'm hoping Clevenger is able to crack the opening day roster and not have to open on the IL. I hope he can just, you know, like maybe with because how Major League Baseball often works with the opening of the season. You have your opening day, and then there's usually an off day the next day, and then you have at least two more games, assuming you're not playing a four-game series. So they would have a chance to be able to skip his turn in the rotation. He would just make one less start, let's say, if he were to be able to pitch the rest of the year. So that's where I'm hoping that Clevenger is able to avoid the IL because they did change it back to being, I believe, 15-day IL for pitchers because of, a.k.a. the Dodgers, maneuvering around with a lot of their roster flexibility, but the position player side is still going to be a 10-day injured list. Uh, uh, still feel, uh, I still want to say disabled list for whatever reason, even though we've had now like a full year with the IL being a thing. But that's where I'm at. Where, where are your thoughts, Enzo? Uh, my thoughts on a... I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to really think about this, really. I mean, just don't really see Clevenger coming back to like May, maybe. Uh, Mercado, he can he can fully recover in a couple weeks. Uh, Carrasco, not too sure. Hopefully, it's soon. But I think I don't want April to be how it was last year. Where we really struggled big time, and that hurt us a lot. Well, we actually had a ba- basically a similar record to what we've had every year under Francona for a number of years now. Like, we always struggle in April, and then it turns up after that. Like, people, like, I don't know. If we get off to a hot start in April is the year where I actually get scared that we're going to collapse early. Because that never happens. Like, that never happens. And if it were to happen, I'd be very skeptical unless it would be, like, an undefeated April or something like that. Like, I don't think we'll be off to, like, a really hot start. I mean, I just remember when we were on that winning streak a couple of years ago. I thought... We were spoiled. We, we were spoiled. We should have gotten hot a little... We should have calmed down after we won the division. And I don't know why we didn't. It was more, I think, for, like, seeding in the playoffs. You mean but cooled that, off. That's what I mean. Calm down, yeah. Eh. That's what I mean. You know, you shouldn't really have your starters playing all that much. Really, you should arrest them like, you know, you do in basketball or football, you know. Once they were still... I. They still were trying to aim for the top seed, though, as a thing. Remember yeah. that year they had what Houston was still Houston was still Houston making was a big, cheating at that time too, and they made a big push to get towards that one seed, and so did uh what Boston. Red, Red, Boston. Red Sox actually weren't that good that Boston year. Boston actually won the year the prior. That year. The year prior, the Red Sox were more formidable, even though like you know they still had David Ortiz in twenty sixteen, but. They actually, people thought it was a disappointment for them, even though they won the division, just because they were so not as dominant as they had been the year prior. Or at least that's what I interpreted as, from what I can remember from that season. And then um, Yankees knocked us out, and then they, what, it was them versus Houston? Yeah, them versus Houston. Yeah, the Houston Cheaters. Houston Cheaters cheated out on one of the most hated teams in baseball. Cheated. But now they're the most hated team. 
I'm still waiting for the frickin' Red Sox report to come out. I, eh, it's not surprising with a Boston team, like I said earlier. The <laughs> Patriots done it. Wouldn't be surprised the Red Sox do I haven't it. seen the Celtics in anything. Or the Bruins. Did the Bruins cheat? No. I haven't seen the Celtics cheat. I feel like their management would not let them. I don't think so. And plus, they have a good coach in Brad Stevenson. Really like the way that team's going with uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown. There's something else. They're going to be deadly when it comes to the playoffs. But speaking of basketball, uh, let's get into the Cleveland Cavaliers because on uh, Wednesday night they did take on the Boston Celtics, but <laughs> Colin Sexton had a great game, dropped 41 points, his highest in his career, but they would end up losing to the Boston Celtics 112-106. to So yeah, Here's the thing, folks. Sexton is not a point guard. He is a shooting guard just undersized. He can be a really good player. He still has time to develop. So for all you that want to say dump him right now, get off that bandwagon and at least give him a shot, okay? That's my spiel. Just give him a shot. He's not a point guard. That's Darius. He's your shooting guard, and then you have Porter who can swap between that and small forward, okay? Let's get that straight. Yeah, I would like to see uh, Porter Jr. more at uh small forward actually going into the future not right now just keep on experimenting with stuff because i think that's what they're doing right now seeing what will work what will not work going the next season that's what i think the Cavs should really do and i mean so good for you colin Sexton. you dropped 41 but your team still didn't get the win so nice for him doing that but the team celtics are still good celtics were a good team i mean it's still tough to be able to do it with cleveland right now they need another Top flight. I mean, the only chance I see the Cavs winning in their future schedule is uh, against the Bulls. Oh or no, the that's Hawks, if if that's or, against the Bulls, it's going to be Zach Levine show time. Or yeah, I'm yeah. just looking at the games that the Cavs I might am, have a chance. I still of remember Levine scoring 40 plus on us back when I covered that game at Quicken Loans Arena. Not Quicken Loans, well, Rocket Mortgage. Quicken, well, we all called Rocket Mortgage. We all called the queue. Uh, Rocket Mortgage back in late January. Well, just, it's just like a, when he went freaking wild bull. On yeah, us. I mean, it's just a Cleveland thing to just call things that are no longer called that. I think every. Uh, you know, a lot of cities do that. They call like a certain thing. Like in Chicago, they still call the. The tallest building in the city is Sears Tower, even though it's called yeah. Willis. We call Progressive Field Jacobs Field. So we call Quick and we call the Rock and Mortgage Field House the Q. Still, we call Cleve. We call First Energy Stadium Cleveland Brown Stadium. Or yeah, Cleveland stadium. I hear more First Energy yeah, on that yeah. front. I think that one kind of sticks around because the old stadium was called Cleveland Stadium, and the other one was called Cleveland Stadium, and then First Energy bought. So it's yeah. like. We want to keep things how it is. It's, yeah. just, it's just every city's got yeah. the local slang. It's not all a clean break, but it is time for a break. So, uh, Laith. Laith Taba, my good friend, running for USG president. So, all you Kent State students, please tune in right now to hear what he has to say going into his campaign into the future and what he wants to do if he is voted president. Right now, Laith is currently the director of business and finance for USG. So, Really looking forward to him to come on. He should be in studio by 12.30, so stay tuned for that. And welcome back to Pass the Mic with, well, Pass the Mic Sports Talk now. I was thinking about last semester for a second, but I had a question for you listeners, for me personally. So I'm looking to get a little bit of a beard trim up, not to get shaved off, but just like trim it up a little bit, uh, have it like cleaned up a little bit, maybe like tomorrow or if I have some time on Monday. 
Uh, if you live in the Kent area or, you know, somewhere, like, close by one of those, like, neighboring cities, whether it be, like, Ravenna, Stowe, something like that, do you have any recommendations for, like, anyone who does, like, beard uh, trim-ups and shape-ups, something like that? So I want to look nice when I head to the MAC tournament next week, uh, Thursday. So anyone who has suggestions, please tweet at me, at FitzOnSportsBSR. I put out the question yesterday as well, just, you know, to see who would respond. I've gotten one response about some uh, folks, but I'd love to hear if, like, you've got something. Uh, Matt, if you're listening, if you have a suggestion, I'd love to know. Anyone else who might have, like, you know, that kind of barbershop or place that does a good job doing that kind of stuff that they know, let me know at Fits on Sports BSR. I'm just curious, again, but if you all could lend me a hand here, that would be fantastic as... You know, I want to look nice. I want to look professional. And as we're going to be technically among professional media at the tournament. So that's what I'm asking for you right now. But, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so uh, with that, remember, uh, if we get number one overall at the end of the semester, Sean's beard's coming off. Live stream. Live stream. I get my choice of razor, though. All right. I, I don't know. who. Am I doing it again? I'm doing it. I'm the one who's shaving it off. All right. We just will need to use, like, your place because my sink and my residence hall will not be able to let the hair go down. Okay. Well, we'll see if it happens. So we're going to try to get a trend to just uh, have Sean's We need a hashtag, need though, a hashtag. too. I was trying to come up with one this week, but I couldn't really think of I one. I couldn't think of one either. Like, I don't want it to be too, like, generic and basic. I want it to be, like, something interesting that would Witty just grab thinking. people. I don't know. Just All right, shave you know it what? for number one, but it seems like... That's too basic. That doesn't sound good. I don't All know. right. You're saying so. Shave for one. Yeah. But right. Let's, maybe someone wouldn't understand what that would mean. Uh, let's see. What would some? What would a reason person think? Matt, anyone else out there? Oh. What are you all thinking? Except uh, John, I already know what your thoughts are. You do not need to state them. I know what your thoughts are, and I'm not running with it. Uh, it it's a running joke between uh, me and him, so... I will keep that to us. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, with that, uh, Lath, he should be coming in the studio. I would say give it about two minutes right now. I was just running a little behind schedule. I said we mentioned it was 1230. had to be uh, pushed back because he had to be somewhere at uh, 145. So, I gave him time for that. So, yeah. uh, hopefully he should be in here in the next two to – to the couple minutes, so yeah. shouldn't be too long. But why don't we cover some NBA we'll stuff cover... real quick? Because we don't have much there uh, really. for right now until later show. But Steph Curry did finally return to NBA game action last night against the Raptors. He had what over twenty points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Uh, good effort by him. I still think he's just a shooter. You will not ever get me to move off of that. Probably the best shooter of all time, but not like the best the... point guard. Correct. Because if you think about it, even though LeBron's a small forward, he's practically been a point guard as much as people hate to admit that. And he got, what, Magic and so many others. Giannis can play point guard still, and he used Yeah, Giannis not a good shooter. I don't think he's a good shooter. I'm just saying, though. He can like, play I'm not, it. I'm not talking about shooter, but point guard types or even players Maybe. who can play and have played the point. It ain't – Steph ain't the best of all time, but he is probably the best shooter. At least that there's a key difference there. Key difference. Yeah, so big difference. 
If you uh, want to argue with me, 330-672-7701. I mean, I would say Steph Curry, top 10 of all time, point guards. I would put him there. I might be willing to give you that. I would say top 10. I don't know about top 5 yet. Mm. I mean, he already has three, what does he have, three NBA championships? Yes, beat the Cavs three times. Two bot. Two, uh, two, uh, fi- two MVPs. He, did he win finals? No, he never won finals MVP. Yeah, I was going to say, say, but I'm like, no, I was going to say, Iguodala he did not. Iguodala won it. Iguodala and Katie twice. By the way, two of them are bought. Two of those titles were bought. Yeah. And we uh, have our special guest coming into the studio right now. He is walking in. It is the man, Laith Taba, running for USG president, walking into the studio right now. How you doing today? My man, Lay. Take a seat, buddy. How you doing, man? How are you, man? How are you? How's it going? Good. How are you, boys? Doing good. Uh, uh, Sean, go by Fitz, though. Sean Fitz. We've met before. It's just been a while. Been a while. Been a while, so... Yeah. Got late to buy in studio. Put, put on your put on your earphones to get the mic in front of you. Hi, kids. Space Ghost oh, here. Oh, what the heck? We, we all know the Black Star Radio has What the heck? Hold on, hold on. What I'm, the heck are you I doing? I just turned Enzo? off. I don't. I think I accidentally hit the space bar. We went to a little bit. That's what happened. That's what. Yeah, space bar is a killer. I did not know that. Uh, that technical issues. Technical issues. Technical running. issues will happen. It happens. <laughs> I did not know Spacebar did that, but it just went through and everything. Yeah, kept on yeah that's why I try to keep my hands anyway away from that thing. Ugh. But Lathe, you're on. Uh, you're currently the director of business and finance, but correct, now correct. you're going to take on the big role, becoming president for USG. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So hopefully. You've been focusing on more uh, students first. So what are you trying to do with that? Yeah, there's uh, quite a. Uh, bit of different things the first and foremost biggest thing is like mental health you know and physical health so the biggest thing with that is the period project uh two years ago student government started this period project um and it started with a pilot in eight restrooms across campus and what it is is free menstrual products uh and we surveyed 3,500 students and we came back with some results uh 68 of those students said they don't have enough money to buy menstrual products uh, 78% of those students said they do worse in school when they don't have menstrual products readily available to them. 98% of those students said we should continue the period project and expand it. So if I become president, I'll do just that. Not only this, but I want to implement a uh, one-stop shop for mental health. The same way that we have a one-stop shop for financial aid, yeah. I think mm-hmm. there should be a place that you know all students can go if they feel that they're down or that they need help or they need counseling, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think there should be one unified place for that, um, as well as you know gaining more counselors um, and more diverse counselors because right now our wait is three to five weeks to get a counselor, yeah. which is pretty ridiculous. So I would like to change that, you know, put some more money in there to uh, you know get more counselors so we can get people in there quicker. Uh, the second biggest thing is, you know, just, you know, more funding for student organizations. As the current director of business and finance, I worked over the summer um, and I changed legislation. So now every time a student comes and gets funding from student government, um, any student taking over 12 credits can get over $1,000. Um, so, you know, Enzo, you can get up to $1,000 to go to any anything that has to do with your major. You know, anything across the world. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, huh? exactly. So especially not a lot of people know like, about that. Especially so, for, like, departments like BSR, because you remember we were unable to go to the Frisco Ball this year. Yeah, so, for example, media. like, like yeah. if we had, like, three or four uh, BSR members, let's say me, Enzo, and two of our other sports department folks, we wanted to go to, like, let's say Kent State makes a bowl game next year. We could request each of us $1,000. From USG to be able to go to that game or at yeah, least yeah. help cover costs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Uh, what we can. Uh, I love it. Yeah, exactly. What we can help fund is uh, transportation, uh, food, uh, lodging, and registration. That's awesome. Yeah, that was the big problem, with, which is why we really worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's uh, you, got, you know, every student that takes over 12 credits pays a fee to the university so that you can get this money. So, you know, I don't, I don't think it's fair that some students don't know about it or don't get to utilize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest thing that I tried to do this year was to exhaust it as fast as I can to make sure students find out about it. Um, and we currently are out of money. We've exhausted it, and we've I've met with over 372 students, and they've gone to different conferences across the world. So I feel like I've utilized it, and I want to keep continuing that and making sure that students know that and organizations know that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did not realize that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I realized. So, uh, the same, like, the, the fee also goes to, you know, like, all the concerts that we host, like the baby. Yeah, Flash Fest. Exactly, yeah, you, Flash you got fast. any big plans for that? I know uh – yeah, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, for, uh, they're this keeping spring, it. They're but... keeping it low key. Uh, they should have the uh, final announcement uh, out mid March. Mid March, we should know. Yeah. So and it, usually it's uh, April, right? Right, right. It's gonna April. be. It's gonna be like uh, end of April, I think. Something. Like yeah, that. I remember last year. You know, we ran into some problems with uh, like Soldier Boy not showing up. Yeah, or yeah. Like court date or something. Oh boy. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. It was just DJ Pauly D moron, and then uh, Young Thug. Yeah, the rest yeah, of it yeah. yeah exactly. I think he had Gunna too. Do we I have mean. any word on this year yet, or is that already? Uh, like keeping it a secret. He said, "Yeah, they're uh, they're trying to keep it a secret. Uh, they'll release." I think the list mid March, end of March. Okay. Um, so before the, spring break. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Oh, for sure, for sure, before spring break, and then uh, I'm pretty sure the event will be uh, late April. Late April, that's yeah. what I thought. And what account should we be keeping that out? Uh, an eye for on Twitter and everything. Yeah, yeah, I think our Twitter and Instagram will definitely have it released on there. Uh, yeah, for sure. at, uh, yeah, at the USG account. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. that. And uh, also, make sure you follow a Lace account at Lace for Press. Yes, make keep sure on following me. that. Uh, I've been keeping updates and stuff with you've been wanting to do as president, and I believe you can be a good quality. Known you for such a long time, man. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Sure. I believe it. Yeah. Fifth grade, we go all the way. Back. I know. Yeah, so far back. I know. Uh, yeah, it's just that I feel like that next step to uh, you know help all students. Um, but most importantly, Enzo, I want to help all students, but, you know, most importantly, those students that are, you know, uh, scared to speak up and scared to, you know, voice their opinions, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I, 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 I fathom with them because that's how I felt, you know, when I, when I first came to Kent State, you know what I mean? I was scared Mm to like, find people, ask questions, you know, do these kind of things. So, you know, I want to be able to represent those students the most as well. All right. For some reason, the We're Not Detroit hockey randomly played. I don't know what's going on with the DJP. I didn't even click anything. We'll, just, we'll troubleshoot it later. We'll but, troubleshoot it later. But yeah. No Runs some problems. Didn't mean to have that on. No, you're good. But, I mean, with that, you got any uh, other big plans? Like, you know, would you want to say, how would you want to improve, like, you know, like Flash Fest or something to get more students? Yeah, like, yeah. So, uh, I think, like, a big thing that I want to do as well is, like, collaboration. You know what I mean? With uh, different organizations to host Mm -hmm. events and promote them. You know what I mean? Like, um, if maybe, you know, student government could, you know, one week promote an organization and then the next week promote another one, one day promote a talk show, you know what I mean? Promote Enzo's show one day, you know what I mean? Yeah, our show, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's your guys' show so that, you know... Um, it can more be more outreach, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we're here for the students. You know, you guys are students. Yeah, and we love more yeah, outreach. Yeah, that's outreach. what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. Cool. And our our Twitter has almost twenty thousand followers. 
Um, and so it's bar- it barely gets used. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good thing. Maybe like you guys can like you know maybe take a look at different student organizations around campus. Exactly. You know maybe like help yeah, kids yeah, get like, more involved. Cause yeah, and then maybe you guys can like yeah. apply to be you know on the shout out or shout something, out or something. Yeah. like you know yeah, look yeah, at exactly. look at Black Score, look at TV two, look yeah, at we all the other. You guys there's so many yeah. organizations yeah. around campus that don't seem like many students really know about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. That's true. And that would be, like, it's such a good thing, you know, just getting everyone's word out there, you know, maybe get more kids involved, especially freshmen, because we're going to be running to, like, you know, like, recruitment problems and stuff coming in the future, yeah, you know, exactly. kids graduating. Yeah, because like, you we, want kids yeah. to rejoin. The big thing with BSR things. is our sports department currently, we have, like, a core group of folks, but a lot of them are either going to be graduating, like, next spring or, like, the spring after. So, like, we have a bunch of guys, you know, around, like, the same time are going to be heading out the door so we want to be able to have you know the future be able to come in so having that kind of outreach would be like hey come and join bsr sports department you don't have to have a show but you can and you can also just you know come and call games and everything like that just like as we play on our bsr sports id promo just being able to get that word out and be able to have students come in and be like you know you, you don't have to write an article or you don't you have don't to have run a show, show. Yeah, exactly. you, don't, you, don't you can just be. be a part of the department part of what we right, do right right yeah, yeah that's we, what, we do a lot. And that, that's the big thing with it is experience, and, and that's why I want to go for this role as well. It's like ever since I came to Kent State, I've been on student government. You know what I mean? Yeah. I started as an allocations committee member, and then last year I was uh, voted into the role of director of business and finance. Um, and so hopefully, you know, we can get this presidency and we can, you know, make some change around here. Um, as well as want to be more open to students, you know what I mean, so that, you know, I can go talk to them, see, you know, what really grinds people's gears mm-hmm. about Kent State. And would you, know you think I mean? about going around to the residence halls as an RA myself, you know, it would be nice to be able to see the leadership from USG around, like, each residence hall. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, of really course. Good. I'd like to do, like, you know, a little collaboration with KIC, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, do, like, uh, residence halls kind of things. And, you know, like I said, just hear out the students, you know, what's, what, what's bothering them the most, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and since I've been doing that, a lot of things I've heard is, you know, the dining halls. Students aren't really yes. happy with the dining halls at all. I'm currently working on a project, actually, one month ago uh, when I was campaigning, uh, these two girls came up to me and they said uh, there's a problem with our dining halls. I said, what's the issue? And they said, our salt and pepper shakers. Wow, the and salt I and said, pepper shakers. And I said, what's wrong with the salt and pepper shakers? And then they picked one up and they showed me it, and they're non-reusable. Uh, so oh. at the end of every week, they just throw away like six, seven hundred oh, yeah. salt know, and pepper yeah, shakers. It's like those ones you get at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, wow. I yeah, so uh, we're tr- I'm trying right now to get reusable salt and pepper shakers so that they can use those and be more sustainable. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things that you know students you know grinds their gears about Kent State, and that's what I want to change. You know yeah, I, mean? I can definitely see dining service being one. I know, like I have my issues with it, or maybe just the, like, yeah. the options of food we have. I know it's like costly, but you know yeah. some of them, as like, an not RA, I've heard things so i think you and i kind of know a little bit yeah yeah definitely (laughs) we'll keep some of that to ourselves yeah exactly (laughs) it's not the best though oh man Oh, but, Lathe, do you have anything else you want to say? I think that's about it, yeah. Unfortunately, I would love to stay and yeah. talk a little bit more. There was a, you know, big stuff coming up uh, tomorrow, the fight. You guys watch uh, UFC by any UFC chance? UFC fight. I, I, I kind of get into it a lot. I'm I, not I that usually big, watch, not uh, usually whenever McGregor's on, I got to watch <laughs> yeah, McGregor. McGregor's like, just such a Or savage. Khabib, Khabib. Khabib. The big yeah. fight I watched, Ooh. I remember his first year was uh, the Mayweather and uh, McGregor fight. Oh, that was yeah. that was fun. Kinda, that was fun. UFC, except McGregor went in boxing. That was a yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was a fun that match. A fun no, match. that was a fun match. The whole world was watching that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, two like the richest like you know 
fighting yeah, biggest like biggest. industry event entertainment. Yeah, like. that was so huge. I remember that was freshman year too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there exactly. too, but uh. Laith, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you I guys remember for to vote me. next week. Is yeah. it March 10th and 11th? Yeah, it's March 10th and 11th, Tuesday and Wednesday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, vote late to Ba for student body president. Uh, you're going to click the link and then you'll see my name right away. You just click that and then you'll press vote. I appreciate you guys and thank yeah, you guys we'll for We'll expect you. We'll expect to be hearing us in our, your victory speech, of course. Yeah, oh, thank you. Speech. Thank you. I hope so. Victory really post, so. too. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely we'll post. That. Definitely with rope post. Uh, so I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Laith. Anytime, bro. Late to Ba. Give him a hand. Thank you. Guys. Up, Appreciate man. it. Appreciate it. And the hockey did work right this time. There we go. Thank you, man. Appreciate well, it. Appreciate it. Well, with that said, thank you so much, Leith. Uh, that said, I believe uh, Sean has to say something before we go on the break. That's right. While you're listening on our website to all of our fantastic programming, check out these awesome articles produced by the VSR web staff. We've got best albums. We've got two album reviews as well from This Is Called Survival and Dreamland by Coin. Enjoy BSR multidimensionally by reading and listening at the same time as you have us on air and our web staff who work so hard to produce content for the station. And keep it locked in on BlackSquareRadio.com. And welcome back as we have some little bit more of the natural segment to get into. We covered Steph Curry over in Golden State in, in that California state. But we also have Dion Waiters getting back into the action as he is signed with the Lakers for the remainder of the season, uh, beating out J.R. Smith and potentially, I don't know how involved he was in this, Nick Young for that final roster spot. And what, what are your thoughts on Dion Waiters? Will he really Deion be able Waiters. to— uh... I remember him and LeBron really did not have a good relationship when LeBron came back. Though to he England. was still kind of like a kid still back then. Good and now he's like 28 years old, whatever. Yeah, 20, a little bit older. I mean, I just really wanted J.R. Smith to be on the team just because I like J.R. Smith. I met him before. He's Shirtless J.R. Oh, J.R. Smith. Why such a is it that everybody gets to meet the athletes but me unless I'm like on a credential or something? You know, I just got to have the connections. You got to, you know, move. I was on a flight with J.R. Smith, actually, back to Cleveland. Oh, man. <laughs> it was interesting. It was in a Newark airport. And yeah. that's where he's from, Jersey. But hopefully yeah. Dion's been able to get himself right from all the incidents that have happened recently with him. But we don't have much on the NBA, but Not I know really. there there is a big story. We've, we're saving him for the end. If you know what we're talking about, you know. Next up, a little bit of NFL talk. Uh, actually, You've got you'll have a lot to say there, so let's let's wait on that for a second. All right. Big news. Uh actually let's save that one. Uh Chris Sale for the Red Sox. He's had some arm issues currently, you know, it kinda sucks, he said, with everything that's going on. They're hoping that he can take some time off, he'll open the season on the IL. But he's currently not in the need for any like surgery, and if the his elbow flares up again, He's owed five years and $145 million, and Tommy John could be on the table if he's not able to get into action. So, yikes for the Red Sox, and especially after trading Mookie and David Price. They are really in uh, a panic mode here. As for some other teams, however, a player that they traded away to get Chris Sale, Yohan Makata, has finally reached some of his promise, and he has signed a five-year $70 million extension with the White Sox with a club option attached he didn't quite reach the same level as Alex Bregman did with his six-year, $100 million deal, but it was a, it was somewhat close, even with the option, with a player between two and three years of service time. So, Yohan Kata, he I think he also had the highest uh, bonus 
uh, payment of all time under the old system. So he gets paid handsomely along with his former bonus. And then the big one, MVP Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers has closed in and will be signing with a press conference scheduled for today a massive contract extension worth over $200 million in new and existing money. He's going to get $188.5 million on top of what he's already owed through the 2021 season, which includes $14 million and $15 million. And I believe they're also including the buyout on, an, on a club option. So he's going to get just over $200 million, around a $215 million on new extension. Plus there is a mutual option for to make that a full 10-year deal. So Yelich got paid and you know oh, we're talking about getting paid you know somebody that's we we'll, want we'll to see get paid later, and we'll be talking but, about that later as for now nfl i'm gonna let you take it away uh, take it away uh so i came on brand's world uh on wednesday uh go check wanted it out. Me to go uh talk about you know uh tom brady and uh what this uh free agency is going to mean for his legacy and stuff. And I really think this is not going to have a big effect on his legacy at all. Brady has been like the best quarterback we ever seen in NFL history, six Super Bowls, four MVPs. What can go wrong with him right here? I mean, it feels like with this decision coming in free agency, it's going to be a family thing. Either I heard the chargers or Tennessee, or maybe back with new England or even the Las Vegas Raiders. I heard John Gruden did reach out to him to get him. So I don't know how that worked, but I'm saying this is not going to have a really big effect on his uh, legacy as an NFL player. I don't think he'll win another Super Bowl, like I said on Brandon's show. I He might make it to the playoffs with one of these teams. We're not too sure. Free agency is not until another two weeks, so we'll wait and see. I don't know if this is like – is this the biggest NFL uh, free agency since Peyton Manning. Since Peyton Manning. I mean, Manning, I think, was the biggest. It's because be Brady, I don't know, he's already, Manning he's was already the biggest. over 40. He's already over 40. So Manning I would was, say yeah, Manning. That, definitely Manning. I'm trying to think if there was still one more that was just as big as Manning, but you don't really have a quarterback like Manning hitting the free market. So, like, that was probably the biggest. And also, it was just because he was injured, too. And they yeah. they had the number one pick. They were able to take Andrew Luck. And then all of this crap happened. Yeah, I remember when that all happened. Uh, yeah, Manny I, went on with the Broncos. I and still don't know how RG3 was considered the superior player in college. Please dude, tell RG3, me. Dude, you ever seen RG3's uh, highlight mix in college? Ooh, he was pretty good. And I still feel I like think I still feel like Andrew Locke should have deserved he it. He kind of deserved the Heisman that year. Uh, I, I'm not so sure about that. You're not too sure? I, I feel like he should have been runner-up. That's just my take. I don't know. He he had a good just like he was good in college, and then his first year in the NFL was good up until uh, the Redskins kind of ruined his career. Well, he he no, could have been something. No, no, no. He could have been like a, how Lamar Jackson is now. He could have been like that. The Redskins, the Washington team, did not ruin his career. Uh, he just did not progress from there. Like it's not Snyder's fault. It's not uh, Mike Shanahan's fault. It's it's really just him. He just didn't fully develop. He took the league by storm for a year and. Mm. Just like that. And uh, with that, we're going to have to get into uh, what March is mostly about, uh, college basketball, i got to yeah, say. final and, games uh, of the regular season. season. Yep, and uh, last night there were some uh, good games to watch. Actually, uh, we'll get to Ohio State, actually, first. They beat Illinois 71-63 last night. And uh, Ohio State, they have a tough matchup on Sundays. They will go up against Michigan State. 
That'll be a good one to watch. Cassius Winston taking on the Buckeyes and EJ Liddell. That'll be a good matchup to see. I got to say that. Big Ten, I think Ohio State has a chance at winning it all, too, in the Big Ten uh, Conference Championship uh, tournament, I mean. So, yeah, I think that'll be entertaining. Uh, then a couple others. Uh, you got uh, Kentucky taking on Florida. I think Kentucky has a chance to win the SEC. Uh, Kansas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech was a sleeper last year, but made it all the way to the championship game I last year. I mean, they year. were top four seeds. They so. were. And I don't know. Kansas, this is a team, whenever I have to do my uh, bracket challenge, I know they're going to get eliminated in the Sweet 16 or in the third what, round. Tech? No, Kansas. They played Texas Tech on Saturday. Kansas might actually be a good bet know. to go for the Elite Eight this year. Yeah, I, I just usually think I'm Kansas... Willing to take a, I'm willing to take Kansas for the Elite Eight, but no farther this year, depending on how the brackets turn yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see how they turn out. And uh, then you got Louisville, Virginia. Louisville's been kind of on like the rise recently ever since you know that situation happened with them with a couple years ago. Taking on Virginia, I think that'll be another good game to watch. Uh Choose uh, Penn State taking on Northwestern. Going to be a blowout. Penn State, they could be making some noise. If in the Penn State had lost, there might have been a chance for freaking Ohio State to get a bye, especially if uh, Illinois had lost, too. And then, of course, Ugh. you got the you know the team that's been making the most noise. And not really surprised, but hey, I'm surprised on how high they ranked our Dayton. This team can make some noise in the tournament. Shout out to Wayne Cohill. Holy namer right there. On the team. Isn't he on the team? He's on Dayton's team on scholarship. Uh, on scholarship. That is amazing. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I would really. Dwayne, if you're listening, and I know you are, good luck to you and your team throughout the tournament. Good luck, buddy. I know you work hard, and you always do. Yeah, I believe you... that Dayton can just. They have a chance to win the whole thing. And I believe they actually have won in the in NCAA National Championship as a basketball program. But I think it was way back, like the 50s or 60s. Something well, like that, but it would be pretty cool to see like a mid-sized school like Dayton win it all. But yeah, Dwayne, keep working, buddy. And with that, I think it's time for a break as we head into the weekly recap at the top of the second hour. Looking forward. So to this stick with us. Recap. It's past the mic sports talk. Fitz and Enzo on the mics. Let's go. And welcome back to Pass to Mike Sports Talk. March Madness coming around soon. I can't wait for it as we get into the show more. We're getting in the weekly recap soon. So excited it's March. One of the best sports months. I rank it as my second best. October's number one, of yeah. course. But got before that, just a little update on the poll for the gift card prize for our 2020 March Madness bracket challenge for the show. Are you? Do you want Raising Cane's, Chipotle, DQ, or Duncan? Currently, 57% are saying Chipotle and 43% saying Raising Cane's. Remember, it's open until next week, so vote. Vote. We got a long poll of that, but Sean, you want to get into the recap? Yeah, let's do it. Hit it! All right. First up, with the spread of the coronavirus uh, and, you know, obviously trying to stay healthy, the NBA has suggested players not doing high fives and instead having them do fist bumps and stuff like that just so that way there's less chance for transmission of the virus we just have you know it's and cj uh, mccollum if you could lower the volume a little bit even cj mccollum you know a few weeks ago was saying you know he wouldn't sign autographs and it's understandable i know some kids may feel a little bit heartbroken but what the situation is as it is Health is, you know, first and most important, whether you're an athlete or just a regular human being like us. 
So just, you know, no autographs, nothing like that. Just, you know, just stay healthy. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Hand sanitizer when you can. Just don't go out and buy everything. And also, as certain generals said, stop buying all the masks. Yeah, I can understand uh, with, uh, you know, fans uh, not interacting with players, but... Maybe, I mean, I like when I see the players do the high fives and stuff. They have, like, interesting handshakes they do, so very strange. And uh, moving on to uh, next story, we got, if you not see this video, Mike Trout was at Top Golf during spring training in the one in Scottsdale, and, dude, he crushed this golf ball really hard. I saw his film, like, man, if that was on a par five course, he would have got it almost to the green, I believe. He yeah. crushed this golf ball. Did you see that video of Trout? I think I saw it. I just forget what happened. Dude, like, he he swung it with this driver at, and at it went four boom. play like, pod. Like it must have it must have went over the fence at Top Golf because he destroyed this golf ball, and I believe it still hasn't landed. He, it's Mike Trout, man. He's got got a beautiful baseball swing, and hey, if, once he retires from baseball, he'll be a pretty good golfer, too, in like the Pan Am tournaments. Did he swing it vertically? Or... It was with the driver, you know? Swing it. Go, it went straight. What day was this again? Because I'm this trying to find it. This happened back on uh, t- Tuesday or Monday. I saw it. I'm like, damn. He I, destroyed it. <laughs> I want to take a look at it again. He, he needs to destroy it, but I'll keep the things moving on Oh, more. here we go. Uh, Sean's looking at it right now, but maybe I want to get his reaction first. Woo! Did you see how far he hit that? Holy Went right over the, right over the fence at Top Golf. Right over the fence. What the heck was that? Uh, dude, it's called Mike Trout. That's what it was. He is the GOAT. Yeah, crazy thing. My mom... I and showed, it's gone. Yeah, I showed my mom this video. She's like, who's Mike Trout? I'm like, that just shows you how baseball is doing a terrible job with marketing their players. Uh, so my mom's a big baseball fan, and she did not know who oh, Mike Trout I've was. I've got a sick story for you then. All we... right, we, we'll get into that later, but next story. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. will be the main feature in the new Browns uniform reveal in April. So well, that he'll means... be among them. Like, he's so just, he'll be the he's main very one. involved. Very... He's going to be, you know... It's here is the main thing right now. That could certainly change if, you know, they get an offer that blows him away. But he's got a lot of input with this going on right now. He's being kept in the loop. So it's obvious that the Browns are keeping him as of this yeah, moment. Yeah, it is obvious. So love to see uh, Odell in those uniforms. We all know how he is with uh, wearing different types of fashion and all that. And uh, next story, uh, Spike Lee will no longer be attending Knicks games for the rest of the season after owner James Dolan kicked him out of Madison Square Garden on Monday due to him using the wrong entrance that uh, Spike Lee's been using a long time. I think we'll get into that later, folks, because a lot of things to say on the Knicks and uh, James Dolan. And Spike Lee, one of the most iconic basketball fans in the NBA, great filmmaker, I got to say, too, and... You know, Spike Lee is kind of the only reason why the Knicks have been relevant, you know, because him wearing his tacky Knicks outfit and all that on the on court side and also back in the 90s, him and Reggie Miller getting into it, man. That's just so how passionate Spike Lee is about this team. And then kicking it out, not a good look. Knicks haven't been a good look in the past decade. So moving on to the next story. All right, Italy is banning fans from attending football, a.k.a. soccer games, due to the coronavirus. Uh, especially Italy being one of the hardest-hit countries when it comes to this. They're going to play the games, but without fans. Uh, I know over in uh, California, they've been trying to uh, dissuade the San Jose Sharks from playing some hockey games in the next coming days. 
because a lot of the county has had some of the coronavirus hit. But uh, Italy, you know, we have students coming back from study abroad in Florence because of the virus. Uh, so, you know, safety first, of course. And then we have one more story that we threw in there. We talk about players having gripes with baseball and especially the lack of marketing. Well, Trevor Bauer, who's had his, you know, words with the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, had a productive meeting with him earlier this week. He's been one of his most vocal critics, and he had, as he said, very productive meeting, he tweeted. And this was after he'd spoken with reporters at the Reds Goodyear, uh, at the Goodyear training complex in Arizona. Uh, and he, you know, he's calling from things like a joke to other things. But overall, like, Bauer was very encouraged by this, and he's... And it's a good thing for Bauer to be able to do that. And also, if you didn't see him, you know, waving out, like, what pitches he was actually doing uh, with, uh, who was it? Uh, I'm trying to, Matt Beattie, the Dodgers. It was apparently an inside joke between the two of them, but he was calling out his pitches so that way they could know what was coming, and he still struck them out. <laughs> oh, Trevor, Trevor Bauer is a national treasure. Protect them at all costs. Yeah, protect them at all costs. Still wish he was on the tribe, cause, just for I could see him. He would not have re-signed it, though. We know yeah. that. We know he would not have re-signed. Maybe, if, maybe I would like to see him on an AL team just so he can go up against Ash. Well, he's, he's I still so want to know hate. if he's still going to do the one-year deal thing as a one-year mercenary. Maybe. Because I still believe he will actually take that paintball shot to the you-know-where if he signs an all-year deal. I think he'll actually have that happen. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, but that will be interesting seeing Trevor Bauer and Commissioner Rob Manfred meeting up with each other because I don't think Trevor Bauer is a big fan of Rob Manfred at all. I don't no, think so. I, I'm not either. I'm not a big fan of him either. He is better than Goodell, and he is better than uh, Batman. Uh, he's at the same level. He's no, that's what recently no, happened. no, no. Recently happened. Boo, I don't care. Boo. I mean, Goodell's terrible. I'm not gonna lie. He he has done so bad with his job. I saw something funny on Twitter of images of how the NFL views suspensions. The one they have on like Red Alert is just smoking weed. Of course, yeah, I thought that was hilarious, but. Enough of that. Bettman, he's done a hasn't done a terrible job in like ever since the lockout that happened in 04. and I think after that it's hasn't been that bad. Uh, there's the Olympics. I mean, the thing. NH, the, oh, there's the, the Olympics thing. That well, mid season, they have the Olympics going on too. I mean, I think you would think that would have to do with money too in the NHL because I know the uh. NHL doesn't do the best when it comes to ratings because the NBA seems to do the best with that. Which is why Silver has been known as the better commissioner out of all four of the big sports. But that is the weekly recap. Yeah, that is the recap. And should we go right into story of the day? It's uh, we've been holding it on for a while. Let's let's head to break, and when we come back, we'll have plenty of time to dive into it. So stick with us. Pass the mic. Returning shortly. And welcome on back to Pass the Mic Sports Talk. Sean Fitzgerald here alongside Enzo Orlando, and it's time for Story of the Day. So earlier when we were talking MLB, we mentioned that Christian Yelich got a massive extension from the small market Milwaukee Brewers. It's $188.5 million about new money, but we were wondering, and this is something that's been topic discussed, Francisco Lindor. You don't need to know much about the story other than you know, he was on the trade block for the last winter or two, and also he's had an early March deadline set for any extension. Now, he doesn't believe in discounts, anything like that, and he's wanting to get paid money because he said there is money, and there is money in baseball, 
but the Indians have been decreasing payroll, even though they're supposed to have a contending team this year. And there is money to go around. So the question is, can the Indians get Lindor to sign a Yelich type deal or a deal that's, you know, a massive amount of money? Because he's one of those players where you don't have a fear of him necessarily regressing toward the mean, you know, when he hits, you know, when he hits into his mid 30s. He'll be able to hit for a long time, field for a long time. He's one of those just great generational athletes, a top five player in baseball, arguably. Definitely top ten. And Yelich was among that group, too. But the question is, will the Indians finally pony up? Because they could use a good bit of PR right now. But there is money in that team's bank account, but they're choosing not to spend it. And they keep declining on payroll since since they signed Edwin Encarnacion. So the question is here, do you go out and finally get Lindor the value of his money? Because they were wondering, like, with 3% raises, you could get him for around, like, $340 million. This is according to Dan Simbrowski. Or if you went with 5% raises, like, $373 million approximately. That could be, like, his value over, like, a 10-year or something-like deal. And honestly, you can build around Lindor. You can pay him that money and build around him. Sure, if you're able to lock in Bieber, Clevenger, and Mercado to some team-friendly rates, that'll help. Uh, you know, lessen the crunch, but, you know, it could hurt in terms of bringing back Carlos Santana unless he takes more of a discount. But you have Bobby Bradley ready to step in. You have Framel Reyes on the cheap right now. Mercado is cheap. Bieber is cheap. Clevenger isn't earning a lot right now. Daniel Johnson is a prospect in the minors who's looking good. You still have Jose Ramirez on the cheap for another couple years because of his extension. You have Nolan Jones, third base prospect, who looks like a potential star about ready to come up in the next year, if not less. And you also have guys like Noah Naylor and a little bit of the lower minors who are close to being ready in the next two years or so to contribute. And also Tristan McKenzie, don't forget about him, former top prospect among like the top of the list, trading places now with Nolan Jones and everything. You have a lot to be able to build around. You've also got Aaron Zavalli, Zach Plesak, Plutko isn't earning much. Brad Hand is a bargain right now. Uh, let's see how Emmanuel Class A turns out. James Karanchik, he's looking good. But all these players I'm naming, a lot of them are very inexpensive, save for a guy like Santana. And you can afford a Lindor extension if you're the Indians. I just don't think they're willing to pull the trigger. But what do you think like listeners out there, because I want to know what you're thinking, and Enzo, I know you have thoughts yeah, on this I as get, well. I, many thoughts on this. Just hearing the news that Yelich is going to get a big contract from uh, the Brewers, who are in a and, similar market. Yeah, as the exactly. Even market. smaller, smaller, smaller even. I'd say they're smaller. I, I, I think Milwaukee has a bit, bigger population in Cleveland. I think they're just a bit smaller in uh, terms, just a little bit. I'm not saying like population wise, but like uh, market, market market size. Maybe they're smaller. maybe market size, yes. But I mean, seeing this, you're like. I believe the Indians should really try to give Lindor this extension now if you're seeing that the Brewers are willing yeah, to keep their star. Even though, he, even though even uh, putting Lindor, yeah. there's money, and the Brewers found their money for their guy, and they've identified him as a guy that they will build around. He's an MVP candidate year in and year out now. He had promise when he was in Miami before they traded him to Milwaukee, and you've seen him now develop into this ge- kind of generational superstar, not on the same level as Trout, no. but he's still like in that tier right below Trout. No, like, I think the Indians, uh, they, they should be able to just give I mean, this extension, and plus, you know... It's a thing of how much money and 
is going to be enough because I if what you know Trump how the Tigers think? leaked out, yeah, Scherzer's contract and uh, Cabrera, not Cabrera, but like Scherzer, how they leaked out his negotiations when he turned down their offer. Well, he still ended up getting more money, but still, how much have the Indians really offered Lindor on a max? Not maximum salaries in the NBA, but what's the maximum amount that they have gone for Lindor? What is it? Because I want to know, because if you were to tell me that they have offered him a $300 million deal or a deal that could reach $300 million, I would not blame the Indians for anything that they've been doing right now. However, with the lack of anything coming out, and it may not come out until after he's gone at this rate, because unless he signs an extension in the next couple of days... I'm doubting he'll be here for the long haul, which is, you know, it's more than likely that that would happen unless Indians believe they can contend with him. And they need him because he is the heart and soul of this team and the, one of the faces of baseball. Pretty much. I but, mean, he's got potential to win an MVP this year. I believe Lindor can win an and MVP And if he wins an MVP, career. that's where things get trickier, that's too. Tr- I can't even remember the last Indians to ever win an MVP award. Well, Jose Ramirez came close he twice. He came close twice. He I, finished third. That's another player. And Michael Brantley. Brantley, too. Brantley finished third. That's another player we should probably try to keep uh, Ramirez. Ramirez is under long. He's under contract through 22 or 23, that's depending I, on the club option. That's I believe. But those two have been the heart and soul of this team. And we just still have this window to compete and, to the playoffs. And as I said, you've got players. a lot of young talent. And even there's there's guys even in the lower minors I did not mention. Like single A? Single A and Double A that 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 this team that the Indians have at their disposal that you know when with Lindor taking up more payroll and if you have signed Lindor to you know a contract of you know significant magnitude you'll need to run a payroll in the 110 million to 120 million range every year and it should be feasible I don't think this payroll cut I think there's something more behind this payroll cut that the Dolans don't want to admit. And this is reckless speculation, by the way. I'm not saying this as a fact. But I think there is something going on, and I've discussed this with uh, Ryan Landoff, and I will try to find that audio uh, that I had with Ryan uh, discussing uh, a Dolan family conspiracy theory, uh, more so reckless speculation theory, from uh, last year uh, when uh, Fitz and Spinell was still a thing, that might help gain some clarity on the situation. I think it speaks volumes even further today. So what are you all thinking? Because I know there are definitely some diehard Cleveland fans out there. Tweet at us at the way you're going to get to me, definitely to see it. Tweet at me at FitzOnSportsBSR or call in 330-672-7701. We'd love to know your thoughts on this. And really, I don't. the Indians' non-excuse excuses run out. And this is something where it's like, I know people are like, you won't be able to play the players, but you got a lot of people under contract for the cheap right now, and you can still extend guys. It's not like you have to trade away your whole roster. I know that Lindor, like, he will be the face of the franchise. You have young talent. <laughs> Pardon me. If you are able to supplement that young talent when, and go out and spend if you need to, I'm not saying you're going to spend on a $20 million player, but if you're able to spend on like a 7, 8, and oh, we got a caller. Hey, we got a caller, and I know who this boy is. Uh, hello, Mr. Quinn Griffin. How you doing? Uh, I could be doing a lot better if it was sunny right now. I got a car wash yesterday. Oh, uh, that's not good. <laughs> raining all over my $14 car wash. So. Oh my gosh, $14. It's a lot. It's a lot for a car wash. Hey, hey when, you're, when you're making big money like me, 
it don't matter. Yeah. Griffin, the victory formation, folks. Yep, later on today, four to six on BSR. We, personally, I don't think we're having a show today because I had to pick up a shift. My brother's wrestling in Mentor tomorrow. Could be the last time you ever wrestled, so I had to pick up a shift tonight so I can make some money. And we may be taking a week off of victory formation this year, this week, unfortunately. Dylan's feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Back yeah, well, best of luck to your brother, definitely. Yeah, a little bit of I, I, I appreciate it. A little bit of not good news there, but what do you want to say about the extension to Francisco Lindor? I, I mean, at this point, we're, we're we, we've reached the apex in 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 the time in in the window of opportunity where I think Lind, a Lindor deal could get done. I mean, as you continue to move on and get closer to the uh, to the fall, or, or I guess you would say fall, and then spring of 2022 when he's out of his contract. Um, we're we're losing we're losing leverage as the days go on in the trade market and in the, the in uh, in the negotiation market. Um, personally, um, I, I I think I think a two hundred fifty dollar deal over let's say what would that be? So he, I, he's going to make in the range of thirty five to thirty million dollars, which would make your payroll, which would make him like if it stood right now. That would jump the payroll up to he's making seventeen, so that would jump the payroll up to what would it be ninety three million because they're sitting at like eighty million right now. Yeah. Um, that would jump at thirteen million, um, and then you'd have to surround him with other pieces. There's gonna be a they're gonna try to keep figure out how to keep around Clevenger and Beaver or one of the two. Um, so that's gonna be significant money there. Um, depending on how Jose Ramirez is playing in a couple of years, they're gonna want to keep him around. Um, depending on whether they think Nolan Jones can come up and take Ramirez's spot, which he's looked fantastic. Fran um, Reyes, I think, is going to hit 40 bombs this year. He's looked phenomenal. He looks super skinny and lean. Um, he's just a brick house at the dish. Um, and then I, 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 another thing we can get into this too in a couple minutes, but I'm going to finish up my Lindor expose here. They need to figure it out because he is the face of this franchise, and if they are concerned about putting butts in the seat and – and selling jerseys and selling tickets and stuff like that, he will put 20000 in the stands consistently on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night in Cleveland. I, exactly. Friday, yeah, I, I completely agree with Friday, you, too. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is not going to be your, 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 your moment of concern because that's when they're going to fill the seats. If, if they're good, no matter who's on the team, people are going to come out on Friday, Saturday night. I think the, 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 the opportunity – where you need to fill the stands and make the most money is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are the nights you see 15,000, you see green, empty bleachers a lot. If you keep Lindor around and show that you're committed to this franchise, I'm not talking about spending money on Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne. Oh, my gosh. Those Don't guys, bring that up. Don't bring guys, that up. That, that, is, that isn't Couldn't spending stand. money right Swisher. there. That is taking chances. You don't take a chance when you sign Francisco Lindor. You have a, a stalwart, a, 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 a cog in your lineup the next 10 years with Francisco Lindor. He's not even in his prime. He's 25, 26 years old. I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty sure he's still 25. 26. 26. He's 26. The prime of his career is in a couple years. This is this is just scratching the surface of Francisco Lindor. And he hits 300 and hits 30 bombs. You can see 40 home run season potential in a 300 hitter. There, there isn't that many. He can steal you 30 bags. He is a five-tool gem, and if the Indians let him walk after he's come out and said he wants to play for them, 
And like you said, Sean, a little bit earlier, if they've offered him a $300 million contract and he wants like 400, let him walk because financially they can't do that. But if he's in the range of 250 over like the next seven years or six years, make the deal. Yes. Pay him at 30 million, 35 million a year and figure it out because that's what you're doing right now. You're putting pennies to the dime, essentially. Everybody else is paying dimes and you're paying pennies. You can make it figure, you can figure it out. People like Domingo Santana, Cesar Hernandez, those guys are going to be available. Players like that are going to be available every year that can come in and play well for you. You don't need to surround your team with stars everywhere. But having one star will help you sell tickets and put butts in the stands and make you competitive year in and year out. And especially it adds to the budget. Definitely. That's the underscore here is that that money adds to the budget to be able to go out and spend on players who are a little bit more higher quality than a Caesar or a Domingo. And, like, I'm not saying it's going to be all, like, 20 millions, but, like, maybe a 10 to 12 every couple of years and everything like that, whether you need to supplement the rotation, a spot in the infield, or maybe a corner outfield spot. Yeah, I completely agree yeah, with you I, on I, that. I think it's also interesting that a, 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 a man who is known for licking baseball bats is still available right now, and we are suffering injury after injury after injury. And I think it could be interesting and be crazy – I don't know if the bridges are completely burnt for Yasiel Puig, but I, I think they should look into bringing him back. I don't know how long it's it's maybe, surprised yeah, me right. no one's spit the bullet no on that yet. Yeah, no one it's has. Still, it's just because of his, like, maybe his past behaviors and stuff could be a reason why, but I wouldn't mind any team taking him. He'd be a good fit. I, I don't know, man. I don't think it'll and, be and, us. And, and to continue to speak on the Indians, if Bobby Bradley can hit a curveball, and, and limited strikeouts, which he has in spring training. I, I have been watching Bobby Bradley adamantly. Um, I, I haven't been watching the games per se, but every time I look at the box score, I first look if he went one for two, one for three, how about that? And then I look at how he got out. And it hasn't been a lot of strikeouts. Um, if he can limit the strikeouts and, and, and raise his ability to hit an off-speed pitch, my God, would he be scary. He would be. I mean, he'd be the next coming of, I don't even want to say this because this would sound unfair, but it would be like an Albert Pujols-type power. Me. I'm not I mean, he say- he's got potential. Godly power. Yeah, I mean, it's it's towering. It It's just wow. Yeah, and the only thing with the Lindor extension, uh, what Brandon told me when I was on his show, he's worried about this might be something like a Miguel Cabrera situation or any of those big contracts that, you know, these well, players there for so long and then nothing the- really happens. But here's the thing. Lindor, what Q said, he hasn't even reached his prime yet. So we would have him in most of his prime usually. And then once, whenever like, that contract's the- up, seven years would be great. Eight years, I would even say. And here's the thing. If you were to do a 10-year deal, I think he would be willing to take it if you threw in an opt-out clause after five years, kind of like how they modeled the uh, Eric Hosmer and uh, Manny Machado deals in San Diego. Because like, I feel like he'll still want to test the open market at some point. But I think if you throw, in, know, that little, if you throw in that little sweetener, that might get him to bite. Okay. What do you think? I, I, I don't know. I, I think he's going to stick to his guns. I think he wants to be an Indian forever. Um, it's just going to boil down to how much and what it, what his price is because um, – and whether or not the Indians are, are going to meet him in the middle. Um, uh, like, he, like he said at Tribe Fest, and he's continued to say throughout camp and spring training, um, 
they haven't even come close to what he's demanding. Yeah, now so, yeah, now Q, this is something that we haven't really brought up uh, is a no trade clause in a contract. How much do you think for Lindor like just like valuation if he were to give up a little bit of money? Would a no trade clause be worth 10 million, 12 million, 15 million per each like just overall? Like how much do you think that no trade clause like in terms of money would be worth? Um I don't know cuz I think a lot of it has to do with Lindor and taking care of his family for the years to come. Uh, I don't know specifically um, if they sign him to a huge lucrative deal. Nobody's going to that essentially works as a no trade clause because nobody's going to take that um, and take on all that money unless they're extremely desperate. It, I, I, I think, and like I said before, it just boils down to whether they're willing to spend the money and whether or not he's willing to take a little bit less than what he thinks he's worth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, we're hitting on the same points. And I think we're all on the same page here. So, me and Dylan got into an interesting argument last week. Oh, I, I heard this um, argument on your show I last did not. week. I heard it. You, you were really so re- not happy. It. You were not happy. Yeah. So, I wasn't unhappy with the situation. I was unhappy because Dylan was being a brat. and He was doing it on purpose. Dylan. All right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Me and Dylan are fine. I, I, it was just annoying. The, the argument was was pissing me off. Um, but uh, here's 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 my point. He said the Indians are guaranteed to win the division this year. He just thinks there's no possible way that they don't win the division. And I said, how can you make that make that case when everybody else around you has gotten better? They're not dealing with the same injuries you are. All the way in spring training, we're not even playing full games yet, and we have guys getting injured. And the Tigers, and, I mean, not the Tigers, the White Sox and the Twins have gotten better. I don't understand, and the Indians haven't. Here's my it, thing with the I, Twins. I, I, the Twins, I, I think, are up, going to regress. I'm going to How do you think the Twins have regressed? They lost a lot of their starting pitching, and also, I don't think all their How? starting pitching. They, they, they lost at least two or three starters. They have Odorizzi and Jose Barrios back. You can, I couldn't name another starter that they no, brought no, no. back. Okay, okay. Who, who did they lose? I'm curious. They lost Martin Perez. They don't have Michael Pineda. And okay, so they lose Michael Pineda and bring in Kane Tamaeda, who was in the Cy Young race last year. All right, but still, I think that the rotation will suffer. So it won't be at the same a level. Possible Cy Young candidate. They bring in a possible Cy Young candidate in Kane Tamaeda. I don't think he's Cy Young, but he's good. He's not Cy Young, but he's good. I'll exactly. admit that. But well, but still, I think there is regression, dude. Like they have Jake Barrios and Odorizzi. There's a pattern I've noticed with uh, with the Twins too. I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The White Sox scare the crap out of me. And, but and the Twins, the Twins have had a MVP candidate, Josh Donaldson. But they the two, they the did. Donaldson, their, their offense is going to be one, scary. Donaldson is older, but two, the Twins have had this even year, odd year thing, kind of like the Giants, where they've had good years and bad years in the last, since like 2015. So I think they're they may be due for regression this year if the pattern holds up before anything else. So you're gonna you're gonna rest it on a world that. But also, don't forget, they've got two sluggers in their lineup that are super old in Donaldson and Cruz, and not and they and we don't and we don't know how good Byron Buxton is going to be if he can play a full season, and Miguel Sano is still iffy a little bit. Like you've got some solid guys in like Kepler and a few others. Three games last year and added Josh Donaldson and Kenta Maeda. They have a better 
rotation and a better, I mean, a better starting lineup. I'm just and more skeptical about the Twins the than I am the well. White Sox. That's where I'm going to mm, end it. I don't it know. That. It's a pain. I have a feeling you'll find out who's the true team in the, the that will take the over use, the Central. The, the White what? Sox is an argument that you can make. The White Sox aren't legit, but the Twins, you cannot argue that because just you you can't base your argument plainly off the fact that they haven't been good in odd years. That I'm not basing it off of that, but there is sense. regression because they won over 100 games, and you're not likely to win 100 games, especially with yeah, the pieces yeah, they no, lost and the, the pitchers that they had. Some of those pitchers like had career years, years that hadn't really had a they lot of success. Into March. They lost in three games in March. There isn't going to be any extra tax on their arms. They've had a full off season. I, I just don't understand how your argument is valid right now. Uh, we can talk about this we'll later. Talk about it later, but here's yeah. the thing: the, the the winner of the central will be determined, I think, around after the trade deadline. I think, depending on what moves were made at around that time, I do have faith in the Indians winning the central this year. I do believe the, they'll the bounce back. The serious part about this is, if the Indians, which have been known historically to start off flat, are a couple games under 500, and the Twins and the White Sox are, let's say, 10 games over 500 apiece, you can might as well. Kiss your Francisco Lindor booty goodbye, and he's going to get traded this this trade deadline if that, if that scenario holds up. Something yeah. I don't want to see. I have something I don't want to see at all. And he would more than likely go to the Dodgers, or the Red Sox, or the Yankees. You'd or some need, big you need to trade me Gavin Lux. Maybe we can get Lux. I would they, say they're, that's they're the one the Indians trade would go Gavin Lux or, or Mays. They're, they're not going to do it. Not, if, yeah. if, if, if they would have done it, it would have been done this offseason. And you'd have I know. Yeah, it done Teams it at the are winter too meetings. prospect greedy at this point. But thank you so much for calling in, Q. Thanks for calling in, Q. Yeah, you guys take care. Right. Yeah. But, oh, man, this is that, that, that was a good talk. But, you know, just having a lot of stuff going on. But you know what's going on? You join concerts, listeners? Well, so do we. Maxwell Radio is team with Promo West Production to give you a chance to win free, yes, free concert tickets. Continue to listen to Blackstore Radio for your chance to win free tickets to shows like Dylan Francis and Young Gravy and Daniel Donato. And while you're at it, be sure to check out PromoWest.com to stay up to date on the latest events and keep it locked in only on Black Squirrel Radio. We'll be right back. We're going to be doing a very quick Bachelor recap and get into Drunk of the Week and all the other stuff we got going on with Pass the Mic. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here for Black Squirrel Radio. Boy, oh boy, are the kids ever busy down in the studio right now. Seems the washer sprung a leak and mom wants the boys to return to their homework. Remember, kids, your studies are more important than becoming some sort of a sleazy voice person. Now, be daddy's little lamb chop or Black Squirrel Radio. There, that sounds meaty and delicious. Shaking up all these shadows Step out of my way now Step out 
and welcome back to Pass the Mike Sports Talk here on BlackSquareRed.com. We are going to be getting into the uh, Bachelor recap really quickly because uh, of time, but we'll be five, maybe five to maybe around ten minutes on this. But let's get into the latest episode that happened in The Bachelor, and this one's an interesting one because it was you really didn't see much of the main show part. You mostly. Uh, Saw where all the girls came out and expressed their opinions on what went on in the show and brought up old things that happened throughout this season of The Bachelor. So let's start out with the woman Peter had left. He had Hannah Ann, Victoria F., and Madison. And he had to do the rose ceremony. And remember, going back to the most uh, recent episode, uh, he had to, you know, him and Madison had discussion on what Peter was doing. Peter wasn't being true to himself by saying he was not being intimate, and he was being intimate with the other two. That wasn't happy with Madison. So, we get to this part, and at the Rose Cinema, you only see Hannah Ann and Victoria F. You don't see Madison until, like, a few minutes later she comes in, and Peter at the Rose Ceremony. I mean, he was pretty nervous, sweaty, was was unsure with the decision to make, and going into it, uh, he ended up choosing Hannah Ann first, and of course we got our man Austin Arnold calling in. Hey Austin, how you doing? I'm doing good, Angel. Doing good. I uh, just talking about what happened in the Bachelor. Uh, I'm at the part where Peter uh, picked Hannah Ann, but it was between Victoria F and Madison. This was where things got shaky, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. All right. So we all know Peter went with Madison. What was your reaction to that after what happened in the last episode? You know, my reaction was kind of just more so. I, I, I he defended Victoria F for the longest time, and I just don't know why he would stop it. It's just it kind of just doesn't make sense because in my eyes, you know, when you're fighting for someone like Victoria F where he's been countless, like, countlessly, he should have sent her home. But, like, if you're not going to keep sending her home and, like, you're going to keep defending her, then maybe you try and get through with Hannah Ann. But, I mean, Hannah Ann and Madison are clearly the two outright final nominees for the winner. So, I mean, we all knew it was going to come down to Hannah Ann. Yes, we knew it was Hannah Ann. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. Peter is in a very tough situation right now. Hannah Ann and Madison, I would be really hard to decide on that one, too. I have to agree with him on that. But I don't know who he's really going to take. Next week is going to be a two-part episode, Monday and Tuesday. And more than like what we've been saying, that Peter might not end up with anyone. You agree with that still? I, I be- I've been saying and I've been talking about this for the longest time. I, I, I really don't want him to end up alone, but the way this is going, I think it, uh, I think it happens. I don't think he gets... I don't think he pulls either one of them. I think Hannah Ann doesn't want to be the second option, which is apparent. She said it. Um, the promo gets a little interesting. I kind of de- I dissected the promo a little bit. So there's definitely some optimism. But there's something there's just something that's not right that's I think gonna happen to Peter and I think unfortunately he's gonna be on the on the bad end of this. I, I don't see him winning. I don't. 
I, I mean, would love for him to win. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I really don't either, but it just seems like he keeps on screwing up in every episode. And then uh, going to the part where all the girls were all together and stuff, talking about what happened in the past and stuff, it was just very interesting to get their takes on each of them, especially seeing Tammy and McKenna back with each other. Yeah, just the women's tell all was always interesting, but for some reason this year I didn't really get into it as much. I thought, you know, we'd be seeing a lot better things, you know, a lot better content. But really, everyone just kind of beat it around the bush. You know, Kelsey talked a while, then Victoria talked a while. There's a conspiracy going on right now that maybe Peter ends up with Victoria F, but that theory is so far-fetched. And it all, becomes, it all comes from indications from the Women Tell All. So it's just... Ah, man. Like, I, I wasn't really interested in it this year, opposed to other seasons. I, I'm just, I just really don't know what to say other than I think Peter's not in a great spot. Yeah, I don't think it was that interesting either. I mean, I just found it funny whenever they do the bloopers and stuff, and then all we they brought yeah, up the Kelsey was- Champagne uh, incident, and that brought up a lot of drama, I remember, earlier in the season. Yeah. Yeah, but with that... Next week was going to be very intense for The Bachelor. I don't know what's going to happen in either of these two episodes. We didn't really get a good preview of it, I got to say. Do you think we yeah, got we one? Get, yeah, we didn't get a good preview. Um, I, I dissected it a little bit. There's a couple of things running through my mind. Um, maybe he's chasing after Hannah Ann. Maybe he's chasing after Madison. My guess is that the chick he was talking to at the very end where he said he was sorry, I think that's Madison only because he's trying to, you know, give his final last Yeah, lead. I can agree with I, that. I, like, I dissected it, the part where his mom says, don't let her go. Yeah, because remember, you know, uh, the remember he, he introduced Madison to his parents? Remember yeah. that? Or, yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why his mom wants Peter to be with Madison. Yeah, exactly, and it was on the same day as it was getting as she was introduced to the parents. So there's a lot of little things that you can tell, and the outfits are the number one thing you have to look at in the promo. And the out the outfits just leading up to you know the final rose exchange, where frankly I think both of them go home. I don't think any of them show up. I think they both go home, and it really leaves Peter in a predicament. Yeah, I can agree with you that. But, Austin, uh, thanks for calling in for this Bachelor recap. We're a little bit short on time, but remember, listen to Austin Arnold's show. Let's get it straight. On tonight, midnight to 10, 10 p.m. to midnight. Is my yeah, right? Exactly. You're on tonight? We're on tonight. We have a special UFC edition show. UFC 248 is coming up this weekend, and I have a lot to spill. So it will be interesting to see you guys pay attention. All right, thanks for calling in, Arnold. All right, no problem. All right, that was your past the mic bachelor recap. A lot to get into, but Sean, I think we got to get into our famous past the mic part of the show. What are you doing, drunky? Uh, drunky of the week, and we both kind of agreed with our drunkies, but I want to start out with first drunky of the week. No, no surprise, this guy is a drunky. James Dolan, owner of the New York Knicks and uh, MSG's uh, business in Madison Square Garden. But what he did, we mentioned it earlier in the recap, uh, he kicked out the most famous New York Knicks fan of all time, Spike Lee, because Spike Lee was using the wrong entrance, got into the wrong elevator, a whole bunch of stuff. 
Spike Lee had, went on first take and had explained to Stephen A. and Max Kellman about what happened. And their, and their statement. And their statement. Oh, the, the Knicks are just. It was a, written by. It was so poorly written. But let me get to the point, James Dolan. You've kicked out Spike Lee. That 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 is terrible. That's terrible on your part. That's the only reason why your team is relevant right now, pretty much, because Spike Lee has been like the main guy of your Knicks fa- of the Knicks fan base. And also, what else? Uh, you kicked out. Uh, on Wednesday, a few Knicks fans chanting, sell the team. All right? We we want you to sell the team. You're doing a terrible job owning this team for the past 20 years. And then you also, a couple years ago, kicked out an iconic player in your 90s era, uh, Charles Oakley. You do all that. You have no right to be the owner of the New York Knicks anymore. You need to get out of there. You know what? People in New York, they have high standards when it comes to their sports teams. Mostly the Yankees, but I would say the Knicks would be up there too. The Giants, you could say the Rangers, you could say those teams. Any New Yorker, they have high standards for the team. It's New York. It's the media capital of the war. And you basically run this team just as much as Jimmy Haslam runs the Browns. It is that bad, the Knicks. The Knicks and the Browns have been Worse. on the same level. They've been on the same level. You know what? I think anyone with the last name Dolan should not be allowed to own a professional sports team. I know ours, they are willing to spend, but they don't have the money. And it's been a problem, and their PR is just as bad as what the Knicks they are did. They have the money. They just choose not they to do not it. To you. you choose to sit around and focus on your lazy band that makes lazy music, and no one likes it. You know what? You focus on that. You do this. You do things like kicking out a legendary player, kicking out one of your most famous fans, the reason why you're relevant. You do all that. You deserve to be a drunk. You deserve to get all the hate from New Yorkers, NBA fans, sports fans. You deserve all that. We like that you criticize him. I, we can't stand it. And uh, Sean, I want to get your take on this because you picked out to be your, your drunkie too. Yeah. What are you doing, drunkie? Um, I think you covered most of it for me. Uh, I don't think it's an, as epic rant as the Astros one. But, uh, oh, man. I mean, James Dolan has just been a mess. That organization is dysfunctional. That's all there really is to it. And, you know, Spike Lee said he'll be back next year. But, um,. I'm not going to advocate for James Dolan to sell the team, really. I'm just saying more. Just the, I'm not saying that because it's it's understood. It's understood that like he's just a terrible owner, and he just he can never stay out of his own way. I mean, he just I don't know. Like he just has so thin skin. It's it seems, at least to an outsider. I mean, all, all James Dolan does at Knicks games, he sits there courtside, sees something going wrong. And half half the time it's with a, someone who's famous and just like, oh, get him out of here, MSG, get him out. He didn't fully kick out Spike Lee. Spike Lee's still welcome back in the garden. When the whole thing with Charles Oakley, he kicked yeah. him out of the garden for life and then he re-brought him back in. That is just terrible on an owner uh, mistreating one of your legendary pay- players and one of your most famous fans. Spike Lee had to go on TV and tell him how he was treated by James Dolan. He said he was treated terrible. He said it almost felt like he was being harassed by James Dolan. James Dolan, you just sit there on your fat ass and do nothing. You you do nothing. You don't help the team. The the fans have been wanting a winner for a long time. Spike Lee said he is sick of seeing a banner from 1973 still up there whenever the last time Knicks team champ. He thinks he might not see the Knicks win another championship. He might even say the same thing about his son. I, I couldn't believe what I had seen. I'm not even a Knicks fan, and I'm going on a rant on this. I am nowhere a Knicks, Knicks fan, but I want to see the Knicks succeed. They play in the most iconic arena in the NBA, Madison Square Garden. They don't deserve many, to succeed until many, he's many gone. Many great bands played there. The Knicks were, like, once good, actually. 
Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, John Starks in the 90s. That was a good team. Just Michael Jordan was in the way all the time. And then ever well, since Dole years, took over, it's years, been bad. Two years he had. Do we, do, oh, they made the every time they made the finals, they they choked. They choked to the Rockets, and then they blew it against the Spurs, and that's when the Spurs started to go off. I don't get why I had to go on this a rant on a team I'm not even a fan of. I'm because not even it's a just fan like the of. Astros just because like they're the Astros. just scumbags. He is a scumbag, a big lazy scumbag. That's what you are, James Dolan. This is the end of it. I'm sick of the Dolan. I'm sick of that name, Dolan. Get out of sports. <laughs> get out of sports. You know what? Hey, uh, Mike Bloomberg, you just dropped out of the race. You know what? How about you go buy the Cleveland Indians? I think you would have the money to pay for Francisco Leonard since you just spent a uh, whole bunch of millions of dollars running ad campaigns on YouTube. All right? Maybe Mike Bloomberg should be the next owner of the Cleveland Indians. There. Uh, but you got you want to get in la- wacky sports? I'm going to have to calm down for a little bit. Um, I'm just going to say right now, for those of you who thought me might be covering uh, the Akron game tonight, uh, as of right now, it doesn't sound like that. I will keep you updated on Twitter at Fitz on Sports BS, at Fitz on Sports BSR. Sorry about that. Well, uh, if uh, we do, it'll possibly be me and Alex Wilcox. But as of right now, we are unsure uh, due to some difficulties at the moment. Uh, and, wacky sports okay. this uh, week, though. Little thing on that: uh, if we're not uh, calling the game, uh, you are able to watch it on CBS Sports Network tonight, which so is not on Kent way. Cable. What a it, surprise! You can stream it. I don't cbssports.com. Do you have to pay for it? Yeah, just put in your cable information. Uh, it's Kent Cable. I don't know how I can do that because they never. Your parents ask them for that. (laughs) But anyway, the wacky sport for this week is camel jumping. Camel jumping is an athletic and acrobatic sport that originated in the deserts of Yemen. The sport is played professionally or at any other level, only by the. I'm going to maybe butcher this. Zaranik. Desert Tribe. The sport has been played since a long time ago, ancient times, and it's believed to have been a challenge between two tribesmen. The objective is simple. To have a clean jump and go over a group of camels that are lined up horizontally and not touch any part of the camel. If any part of the view touches it while in the air, you that jump does not count. You're out, basically, and this is done at weddings as well and other things like that. And I have a YouTube video uh, for you as well to view, uh, Enzo, if you look right around like the 117 mark. Uh, this is on I'm Trans World Sport. This is on no Trans World Sport. Let's see, like 143, like 138, 139, like 140 is where it really starts to pick up. Trans World Sport, 94.4 subscribers on YouTube. You get to see, like, you know, what they're actually doing, and they're building up this mound it's, to kind of like help take off from. It's like high jump, but they're going forward. Yeah, how I kind of see it as. It's more like a high jump, long jump hybrid Com- combination. Because those camels, I would say camels are what about they're seven pretty- and a half feet, maybe eight feet tall. Uh, I, I don't have the logistics on that. I would say a camel is definitely taller than an average human. Uh, more, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely taller than that. I just don't know, like, if you're just counting them by the hump or if you're counting by, like, you know, their head size or whatever. If you know what I'm saying. Like, or where their head is at relative to everything else. So, I mean, it's interesting, especially, like, with, like, I don't think they're using, like, an actual, like, trampoline, but they're literally, um, (laughs) they're literally trying to jump over these guys and some of them are just getting stuck on them and it's like they can't, like, always make a clean jump it's like after like three camels maybe 
two or three camels are just like stuck. So it's like however many they can clear uh, without touching another one, like that's the winner, like the most that you can clear. But I found it interesting. It's something like we've done like a camel, something else with camels in the past too. So uh, this was our wacky sport for the week. Yeah, and you mentioned camel job. I thought you meant it was like kind of like, well, that's leapfrog. I meant it's thinking, but I was saying just you know jumping over a bunch of people that are tall. That's what I was kind of <laughs> thinking. But then once you show it, they were actually jumping over real camels. This only takes place in like uh, one desert area, yeah. Yemen, which is over by uh, Saudi Arabia and the UAE. 